Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. I am Brenda Rogers, candidate for Kane County Recorder of Deeds. As your next Recorder of Deeds, I will protect our taxpayers' investment, bring awareness to the position, and do outreach to our residents and veterans. I am asking for your vote during early voting, mail-in ballot, or on November 3rd. Vote for Brenda Rogers, Kane County Recorder of Deeds, paid for by Citizens for Brenda Rogers. Accountability in government is not a nice-to-have. It's a must-have. That's why I'm voting for Tracy Miller for Kane County Board District 4. As a mother and businesswoman, she understands the middle class. From an election judge, citizens committees, and as a precinct committee person, she's been here with us, with the people. Tracy has over 30 years of experience as an accountant, CPA, and small business owner. She is fighting to keep the property taxes from going up and to keep us, the citizens, informed of what's taking place. I want a voice in the county government that listens to me. I want a friend, a neighbor, an advocate. I want someone who cares. That's why, as an Aurora resident, I'm voting Tracy Miller on November 3rd for Kane County Board District 4. Our city and our county deserve the best. Vote Tracy Miller. Paid for by Friends of Tracy Miller. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The second largest city's first daily news podcast is live now. And we got a we have a Indigenous Peoples Day special. We got Chicano Day today, and we are here with part two with our brother, friend, and community partner, Chicano. Good morning, brother. Good morning. All right. Good thank to see you. you. Good to see you. Good to see you. All right. I want to say good morning also and thank you to the staff and squad of Good Morning Aurora. JV, shout out to Diesel, who's here today as a guest filling in. We've got my co-host Christine as well. Good morning. And also want to give a shout out to Hunter. Peace, baby. All right. Now we got some news for you, and uh, let's get into it. All right. Uh, today at 9 o'clock, the City of Aurora, in conjunction with the Quad County Urban League, Northern Illinois Food Bank, and Marie Wilkinson Food Pantry, will be hosting another pop-up food pantry. This one's going to be at... Phillips Park um, at 1000 Ray Moses Drive. No idea is necessary. It's first come, first served. And shout out to everyone involved for their hard work serving our community. Sugar Skull City, uh, you can see that popping up around downtown Aurora. It is a month-long celebration that celebrates and honors the cultural and local tradition of Day of the Dead. Sugar Skull promotion and activities will run from October 15th through November 15th. Artists, community members, youth and families are invited to honor the Mexican tradition of Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos, and community members are invited to experience this throughout the month as a crowd-free activity. Good morning, Aurora Sports. Um, in basketball, the LA Lakers are your new NBA champs, taking over the Miami Heat. This is their 17th uh -oh. title in club history, and LeBron's fourth time as MVP. Um, in football, the Cowboys won yesterday, but they lost their quarterback, Dick. Dak Prescott, um, after he suffered a nasty injury to his ankle. I'm not watching that, but I heard it's pretty gross. Not as bad as, like, the Joe Theismann leg injury, but still, you may never like to see that. Um, and then the Bears have one COVID case, but it's a, um, a, a player on their practice team, so it's really not going to affect them. 
and they're still getting ready for their uh, road game next Sunday against Carolina. And then baseball uh, championships, those are still underway. It's between the Houston Astros and the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, Tampa leads that series one to nothing, and then the Braves and the Dodgers meet for game one tonight. And now, the weather. All right, all right. Sports fans, I hope that you like that. Sports is, yeah, it's a little thing now. I'm digging that. I'm digging that. People like the sports, yeah. Uh, so the, the current temperature is 63 degrees. The high today will be 66. That will be reached at about 11 o'clock a.m. Uh, there's a 40% chance of rain growing to 60%. That looks to increase and be fully rainy and drenched by 1 p.m. I like rain. So if you're like me and you like rain, stormy, bad weather stuff, today's our day. I love it. All right. Now, also, I want to tell you guys that it's Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and it's still Breast Cancer Awareness Month as well. So all of this month, uh, please remember to uh, show empathy. If there's any way that you can get involved or perhaps make a donation uh, to an organization, that'd be highly appreciated. Uh, what comes to mind mostly are Mutual Ground and our friends that we had on the show, Healing to Healthy. They make camisoles for women, and they spoke to us also about the importance of checkups for uh, excuse me, regular checkups for women and mammograms as well. So shout out to Healing to Healthy and shout out to um, Mutual Ground. Now, uh, Thursday of last week was the beginning of the Change Initiative listening sessions. Uh, at The first one was at New England Church, and that was at 406 West Galena. The next will be at uh, on Farnsworth. The name escapes me at the moment of the church. I believe it's St. Therese. St. Therese Church, uh, and that's going to be at 6 o'clock p.m. You will be joining the mayor and the Aurora police officials as they listen to your thoughts on policing and progress in Aurora. All the sessions start at 6 o'clock p.m. For more information, you can go to www.auroratacil.org slash change to register, and you have to register to go. You just don't show up and be like, oh, you know what, I came for, no, you got to register. You got to do it professionally. Uh, now, please, these are open to the community, and they are free. You have to go got to go. Yeah. All right. Current, uh, excuse me, Aurora Downtown has added a musical garden to their outdoor offerings. There was a ribbon cutting, and it was uh, it was really good. You know, good morning, Aurora. We were on the scene for that. Yeah, no, we was out there taking some pics and everything. It was really fresh. Um, uh, shout out to Sherman Jenkins, who played the xylophone for like 10 seconds, and he was very musical doing it. He had a little tone and melody. Everybody else after that was just tapping it. Uh, but it was really good to see. Uh, the ribbon cutting was well attended. And uh, the voice was there. Shout out to Jason Crane. And it's really nice. It's that park that's um, adjacent to Water Street Mall. It's Monday Park. And it's uh, the outside of the venue, which is down there. All right. And that was posted on the Facebook and Instagram pages. So please uh, go out there, pound some notes out, and have a good time with that. And digital applications for the CDBG, Community Development Block Grant have been available since the 5th of October. The deadline is the 23rd of October, which is a Monday, and that'll be at 4 o'clock p.m. Uh, your participation in that is greatly needed and appreciated, so please go online and uh, register and take part in the CDBG. That's brought to us by Aurora, excuse me, Invest Aurora and the Aurora Regional Chamber of Commerce. Uh, now also, the Papa Food Pantry in conjunction with Ted Masiakos, the Northern Illinois Food Bank, and Marie Wilkinson's Food Pantry is also taking place today. That's been going on since the beginning of COVID. They are feeding a lot of people. Shout out to the City of Aurora and all those affiliated groups for all the hard work they're doing and all the volunteers who are out there giving food to people. That's very, very good. We appreciate that. And I also want to say, before I get off this 
Mike, and we get to our interview with our brother Chicano, that um, if you look downtown, specifically on the intersection of Broadway, and I think that that's Smith Street, where the fire department is, um, there is a monument there. It's a firefighter's memorial. Uh, the next time that you're around there, please take a look and read that memorial. Um, it's a very obscure, not well-known uh, dedication to the Aurora Fire Department, and I'd like to shout out the Aurora Fire Department for treating my son really nice and giving him a tour of the uh, fire trucks. That really made his day, and I appreciate that as a parent. Shout out to the Aurora Fire Department. And with that, we get into the interview with our brother, our friend, Chicano, what's up, my man? How you doing? All right, all right. Good to see you. Good to Welcome see you back. again. Part two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, part two. All right. Um, so we got a lot to uh, talk about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first of all, how you been? I've been real good. Real good. Always busy. Yeah. Like always. Yep. Um, now, for those who were not here or uh, who haven't heard about you or unfamiliar with you, just briefly explain who you are. All right. Um, my name is Chicano. Um, I'm involved with the community of Aurora, highly involved, deeply involved, also involved with business. Um, I run a boxing club called A-Town Boxing Club with a brother by the name of Joanna Villagomez. Shout out. Um, Mm -hmm. I run a business, a mobile business where I'm all over called Chicano Times. I uh, sell merchandise, but I use that to do community things as well. Right. Um, I'm also part of the People's Coalition, uh, founding member of that. Um, and we talked about an organization that I might as well have started already because a lot of what I do, you know, it's an organization for the community. Right. And we can talk about that a little bit because last time I didn't really want to say much about it. Sure. But, right. you know, it's not a secret or anything like that. You okay. Know? It was still um, in the works at that point, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It still is now, but <laughs> I can you know, start any time, you know. Right. Um, and that's about it. I'm just, you know, highly involved with the community. Right. Yeah, I've seen you around uh, many years doing many things. Yeah. You, you were out this past weekend. You mentioned, um, what were you doing? Oh, I was up by, um, on Galena in Ohio. There's three businesses right there on the intersect by the intersection. Uh, there's a new taco truck right there called Pariente Mix. It just started, and they got some good tacos there as well. Um, I was there with Muebleria Furniture. It's a furniture store. Um, and then Dairy Delight. So I was there with my uh, booth, uh, you know, selling the merchandise I have, the merchandise geared towards Latino culture, but mm-hmm. it's not exclusively. I have other items there. But at the same time I do that, I promote the businesses, you know. So I was there promoting the furniture store, um, the food truck, the taco truck, and then Dairy Delight as well. And uh, Dairy Delight doesn't need any, you know, but it helps. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it helps. Yeah, they're well known. Yeah. yeah. So I was there all weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's nice because you're that guy when you see the traffic, you're sitting at the light, all of a sudden you see all this activity, which draws your attention over to these businesses. Right. Which, to get people to stop over there. Yep. That's and great. And, th- you know, I use a variety of things. I use cars sometimes to draw attention. I use the flags that I put mm-hmm. up, American flag, Mexican flag, or whatever. And, you know, that waves in the wind and draws attention as well. So, you know, and then, you know, we talk about, it, you know, yeah. bring people in. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk today about Aurora. Boxing Club, A-Town, A-Town Boxing Club. A-Town Boxing Club. Mm-hmm. Um, for the listeners, take us from the beginning of A-Town Boxing Club and your involvement. All right. Well, my involvement with that is it used to be called Aurora Boxing Club. Okay. It was a guy by the name of Ramiro Ramos. that He ran the uh, Aurora Boxing Club for approximately 30 years. Okay. And I believe in towards the end of 2018, in November, I went there to volunteer. 
Um, and I asked him if I can volunteer. He said, um, yeah, sure, you can volunteer, but we're closing in a month because he was about to retire and he didn't have anyone else to run the boxing club for him. So they were going to completely shut the doors. They were already in the works of donating all the equipment that they had, you know, and it was over with. Um, and I told him, okay, I, you know, I'll volunteer for a month, see what I can learn, you know, um, organization-wise, you know, how they run and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I was never, I never had the intention of running a boxing club at all. You know, it was never there. Um, however, Giovanni Villagomez, he had, was living out of state at the time. He moved back to Aurora. He found out. Uh, with like two weeks before they were going to close. And um, he talked to him, and he used to train under Ramiro. So he asked him if he can run it, and Ramiro said, yeah. He said, I'll give you six months to run it. So he did so, um, and we, by me, you know, being there volunteering, I started helping him, and it was just me and him. So he's the head coach there. Um, and then since then, the end of 2018, you know, we they kind of just put us out there. So, uh, you know, we, I didn't have any idea how to run one, but I figured it out. You know, and uh, we took it from there. And since then, I put it in, in the community. I involved it with the community. I was out everywhere promoting it and all that. And our numbers started rising. And, uh, you know, we started doing real good with the boxing club. So then it ended up being just me and him running it. You know, it, it went from just volunteering to actually running the boxing club with him. Um, so since then, we've been doing good with it, except for COVID. COVID got in the way of, you know, a lot of what Everything. we're doing. Everything, yeah. 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 Um, what are the ages of the kids that uh, that are there, or the the, the students, pupils? Uh, eight to eighteen. We train kids from eight okay. to eighteen, boys and girls. Um, they come from all over Aurora. Um, you know, we would like for a lot of the kids to come from that neighborhood, specific neighborhood, but yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, they come from all over. Um, yeah, like I said, boys and girls, we train, and you know, we apart from just teaching them discipline and things like that. You know, the you know the norm of what you teach them in boxing and all right. that. Um, we also want to get them involved with the community too. So that way, teach them how to volunteer and things like that, as we are. Um, and we believe that if it's just us two volunteering, you know, it goes a long way reaching hundreds or thousands of kids throughout the years. But then at the same time, if we can teach them how to volunteer, we're reaching that many more people. As they get older, they start volunteering and branching out and things like that. Hmm. What type of volunteering are they doing? Or what are They're they not doing the anything community? yet, okay. but the the thing is, is you know, just wherever they, you know, there's the community needs help. We want to get them involved and things the like that. The only thing is that because COVID got in the way, we've been closed. We were open for a little bit, mm -hmm. but uh, we closed again recently because they started doing some remodeling. But we would hope to get them involved in all type of ways, you know, to volunteer, um, just teaching them, you know, and to where as they get older, they know how to care for people. They know how to, you know, like. They're learning it. They're concerned boxing. about others. Yeah, they're concerned yeah, they're about others, you know. So that way they can get older and start, you know, uh, teaching other people how to volunteer as well. That's great. Um, had any, are there any standouts or success stories at the uh, boxing club? I'm sure there are many, but uh, any kids who show, like, oh, the, yeah. the, 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 where they can go forward? Yes, we got a kid by the name of Adrian. He's about 16 years old. And Adrian! Super dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> super dedicated. He's always the first one there. He'll okay. try to come in a half hour early, hour early if he can. He, and he's the last one there, last one to leave, always. Uh, you know, we, our training's from 6 to 8, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, he'll come at 5, 5.30. He'll leave 8.30, 9 o'clock, you know, as late as he can stay. All right. And he's super dedicated, and, you know, he's always asking coach, hey, train me, train me, train me, you know, and he doesn't get tired. So, yeah, he's a stand-up. Te teaching accountability. 
At yeah. a young age, yeah. Yes, dedication. Young age, dedication. Where is the boxing club located? It's located on 4th and Jackson, 4th Avenue, Jackson. Um, right on the corner, it's an old school building. Uh, we're going through the back. We got the whole first floor. And um, a lot of people say, oh, I never knew there was a boxing club there, but there's a boxing club there, you know, and we reach a lot of kids. I said that when I got there. I yeah. was like, yo, damn, this is, <laughs> there's a lot going on in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah our numbers were going up, and um, we have three big rooms. We have the gymnasium, stage area where we have the big bags, then we have our room with the ring with all our equipment in it. So we have, you know, uh, and then another room where we have the speed bags, things like that. So we have, you know, where we can do quite a few things there. What's the most difficult part of running a boxing club? The most difficult part? I wouldn't say there's anything really difficult about it, you know. Um, the difficult thing that's going to be, but I don't think that's difficult as either, is that we're trying to expand our program right. to not just be a boxing club, to be a whole lot more teaching and things like that, you know. Okay. But I don't think it's too hard, you know. I mean, I, yeah, I guess not everybody can run a boxing club, but um, it's pretty easy to figure out. Um, what are you going to expand in there, what are you going to add to the program? We want to teach the kids. Uh, our thing is to teach the kids what the schools are not teaching. Um, there's a lot that the schools should be teaching. There's, you know, a lot of talk in Aurora about the school districts, the school board, and all that, and the curriculum. You know, people are, don't agree with some of the things. Parents don't agree or whatever. So while that needs to change, um, my thing is that okay, we work to get that change, those type of things mm -hmm. change, but at the same time, there's not weight on it because the problem's been there for years. Mm -hmm. So we decided to just start teaching what we feel that they need to be taught. You know, of course, you know, we have to talk to the parents as well, keep them in mind. Um, but we want to teach things and not water it down, um, you know, and not be restricted by what we teach as long as we, you know, doing the right thing. Um, so it goes anything from uh, history, the real history, what really happened in the past, you know, as opposed to, you know, what people say we can teach. Um, culture, we want people to know about their culture, have pride in there, no matter what race they are. Um, politics, that's very important as well, local government and all that, because too much in Aurora, um, in the lower income communities, a lot of people do not know you know, the ins and outs of politics, local government. They, a lot of people that I've spoken to, even adults, don't even know what an alderman is. And I know a lot of people in the know would be surprised about that. But oh. it's true. In the community, a lot of people, they don't even know. They don't know the first thing of what an alderman is or does or who it is, things like that. So that's a big problem. So if a lot of the adults don't know it, then, of course, the, the kids, kids aren't going to know. Yeah, so for a lot of reasons, we want to teach that. Um, so as they're growing up, it's, you know, for couple of reasons um, you know right now a lot of people say to vote get out and vote this and that but then sometimes you don't know who you're voting for the, there's no right candidate sometimes um, you know we do have some good qualified candidates I'm just you know mm -hmm. speaking in general but so if we want to change that we need to start teaching the kids politics you know teaching them government and all that so that way as they're growing up it's ingrained in them and you know teach them to be righteous and care about people as well not just yeah. politics you know because you have to add all those elements in as well um, so that way, when they get older, if they decide they want to run for office, you know, they got a good feel for it as they were growing up because, yeah. you know, they've been, you know, taught that for a while. And so that's my thing is to teach the kids politics because if not too many, it's handed down too many times. Even if you're voting for a person, it's somebody close to someone that was already in office, you know. 
And I feel to change that is to teach the kids and let them decide if they want to run. Another thing is that even if they don't want to run, they at least understand the process. You know, yeah. um, when there's issues, problems, they know who to go to. They know the services, you know, what services there are. So that for me, that's very important to teach them that. And then we also want to be able to teach um, just a variety of things, um, art, health, nutrition, things like that. Um, so we've been speaking with a lot of different people, uh, teachers, volunteers, trainers, uh, aldermen, um, you know, people from the city. Simon Rodriguez, we spoke to him about that. Ooh, shout out. Yeah, youth services. Big friend, mm -hmm. yeah. big friend. Um, so we want to make that, uh, you know, we want to teach the boxing, but at the same time add a separate program to that to where people can just come in from the community, from the neighborhoods and all that and, you know, learn. Yeah and see how far we can take it, see if we can be successful with it. Yeah, you're doing amazing things as far as teaching the kids to yeah, have sure. a voice and to use the skills that they have and to speak up for it. Yeah. That, yeah. How many are, um, how many girls do you have in the boxing club? Is it all guys? Um, I would say at, at one point before COVID, we had mm -hmm. around 50 kids enrolled in our okay. program. And at, on average, around 30 would, you know, come uh, at a time, we didn't require them to, you know, you have to be here every single time. Okay. But on average, it was around 30. So I would say a little less than half. I couldn't wow. tell you an okay. exact number, but we had a little less than half. And we had their age ranged from, you know, eight all the way up to, uh, say, about 16, 15, 16, the age range of the girls. And we had a lot of young ones. Yeah. A lot of mm -hmm. young ones, yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah, I actually visited the boxing club. And when I was there, there was a Again, I just thought that, you know, boxing, it's going to be like a lot of young men there. No, there were some uh, young ladies there, too, taking part. But there's other physical activities going on there just besides the boxing and training. Oh, yeah. Um, what's the thing with the, with, the, with the cables when they – what's that oh, called? That's, that's the ropes. I can't even give you a name for them. Okay. I just know the ropes. <laughs> it's like a lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's – they got out. these big Definitely. ropes, and they, you got to keep them in tandem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they were kids, children. And they're getting it on the ropes. I was like, wow, yeah. Oh, yeah, those um, ropes are mostly, you know, mainly adults, you know, and they sometimes they struggle handling them, but yeah. we have the kids right. handling them as well. Yep. Uh, going to the politics and the community involvement and educating the people, why do you think people are so behind in our communities with that knowledge how could it how could it be after all this time that grown folks in our communities don't know what an alderman is um I, I, to be fair i would say at some points they're part of the problem as well sure you know i don't want to just blame one side it's sure they're, they're you know to blame as well uh, and i wouldn't even say, uh, that's probably a wrong word to use blame but um i think the people that are in power the politicians and not just them but the leaders of the communities uh, teacher, whoever it may be, um, they're not doing their part, I don't believe, fully, because, you know, social media is out there, everybody's, uh, most, the majority are on social media, but uh, not everybody sees the same thing, so when the politicians or whoever it may be are advertising what they do, their positions, their offices, and things like that, they're not advertising it to everybody, they're not including everybody, I believe, um, and when they go out into the public, they're not going to these different places where the people are at, you know. A lot of times it's same locations where they're at. Um, if it's a new business that comes up, they may f they may seem like that business wants to be involved, they'll go to that business. 
but there's a lot of places where restaurants, factories, things like that, where they're not going. And I've talked to a number of people in the factories, and they a lot part of it too is that they work, they have to work hard, you know, right. because <laughs> they don't have that career. So if you have a parent, whether she's single or married, like a mother, um, and she has to work double shifts, you know, in a factory, eight hours, a lot of times they're standing all day, and then they have to put in eight, 10, 12 hours sometimes, 16 hours. They go home, they have to cook for their kids, they have to clean, they have to get them ready for school, whatever it may be, you know, and um, they don't have time to be out there. Right. Um, trying to learn these things. So for them, it's a struggle and it's an everyday thing. And I've, ta- I've spoken to them and they're doing this constantly over and over. And sometimes they're married as well, but then the husband, you know, uh, same thing. He has to work. Mom and dad are working, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. it's a struggle. Uh, they may not be getting paid much, so they work the longer hours to, you know, kind of compete in this world. Um, so they're not getting a lot of information because of that, you know. And I believe that it's our duty to reach out to them no matter what. And I don't mean just in the churches, because a lot of people talk about, oh, we can go to the churches and that's how we'll reach them. But even then, you know, some of the, the factory workers, they do go to church because I've heard them say, you know, even after all this, I at least go to church on right. the weekend or something. But still, you're not going to reach them all by saying, OK, I can go to the churches and that's where the factory workers will be. Um, so it's part of it is that that we need to do better on that level, try to reach them and, you know, wherever they may be in Aurora because they're there. And the way to find that out is talk to the people that are in the community on the ground that go talk to them and things like that. You know what I mean? And, you know, know where they're at and know how to speak to them. And um, also there's a language barrier too. You know, in Aurora there's, uh, for the Latino community, there's a lot of Latinos that don't know English or they may know just a little bit. So that kind of that, for them, they struggle to get involved as well because they're like, I, you know, I don't understand niggas. I'm not going to understand politics, things like that. Um, so there's a lot of different reasons why it's like that. But it's there. It's a big problem. And a lot of people might not realize it, but um, it just needs to change. Do you think the communications, like the materials, are getting better as far as offering them in English and Spanish? Or do you think there's mm, still a lot of more work to be done? There's still a lot more work okay. to be done, a whole lot. Because there's, you know, they translate some things in Spanish, you know, mm-hmm. when they put information out there. But there's so much more that they put out there, and um, I guess it's cumbersome to do every single thing in, you know, in Spanish and English, but it's, if it's necessary, it's necessary, regardless of what race it is. If you have a huge population of whatever race in, in a single community, then you need to be able to you know, communicate talk, with, communicate them, with right. them in their language right. as well, mm-hmm. you know, w- no matter what race it was. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about all Spanish, English, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, uh, yes, a lot more needs to be done because um, even if, and if, even if they know English, they may not know how to read in English, you know. So point, if you, you bring some paperwork, send it in the mail, things like that, they, you know, it, for them, they just put it to the side because they don't understand it. So, yeah, um, speaking to them, you know, in both languages or, you know, communicating in Spanish on the writing and all that. Interesting. Um, what is, what's a, what's a strength right now? that the city or a, a strong service that the city is providing for residents who don't speak um who don't speak english like what's what's something that is taking place that you know that um, you do like a good service yep. um there's probably quite a few but for some reason there aren't any coming to <laughs> mind <out>. <laughs> yeah. i mean not to say there's none right yeah there's nothing yeah. coming to my head right now about that um services 
Yeah, youth services. Yeah, youth yeah. Services. Simon does a Simon does a good job. Yeah. Simon does a good job. Um, and he Simon wants to do a lot for the community. You know, yeah. For the youth. But also, I believe there's, and it's not on his part, there's a whole lot more that can and should be done. Mm -hmm. um, and he's trying, but there's so much more that can be done on that level. There's so much more. They, the city officials talk about the, you know, the youth, the youth, the youth, but there's not nearly enough being done. There's just so much more. I see a lot being done, right? You, you see the, they say that they're doing this and they're doing that and they got talks and they got sessions and okay they got talks and um talks are talks sometimes right if you put some action behind it it's a different thing you know what i mean right uh i, I don't know how many community centers there are in aurora i hear a lot of talk about the neighbors saying that they would like community centers in their neighborhoods things like that yeah so give the kids a place to go and i don't mean just a small average you know community center where just a few kids go. I'm talking about a real live community center where you know it's very active and people can just come in all day long. You and I were talking about one just the other day. Yes, yes we were. We yes. were talking about one just the other day. And and that's what I mean too when I'm saying that a whole lot more can be done. I believe there should be uh, quite a few more community centers, you know, in Aurora. They have some, and we can talk about the Vaughn Center, Prisco Center, things like that. But are those really accessible to, like, the East Side to the lower income? community and some people might may not even go there because they feel like oh that's not for me you know it's for you know people that have money things like that there's a membership so i'm speaking on you know community centers that people can afford or that they don't have to pay for you the know, old school community centers that yes. we're familiar with and yes. just people just going in there having right. the services available yes and i'm not and when i say that i don't mean that to say that oh i want the city to do everything and just pop to make all these community centers pop up but that's on us as well as community members you know we can figure it out if the city can't do it or for some reason they don't do it then let's not wait on them let's um figure out a way to raise money on our own and start these community centers you know mm -hmm. because we can complain all day but that's not going to make a community center so that's my thing is in whatever i do um whether it's supporting small businesses because you know i do that as well um don't wait on anybody if you feel there's a need for something and you know it's very necessary then just find a way to do it amen amen um what aspect of latino culture is not being taught or represented in schools that should be what aspect of latino culture well i haven't been in schools in a long time me neither but <laughs> <laughs> I would just say the real life history of, and I, I can't give an example of all, you know, Latino races, but I can give you an example of the Mexican culture race. Um, there's quite a few things that went on in history with us. Um, and by that, I did mean Mexican, you know, oh, I, okay. I was just, yeah. All right. Um, there's quite a lot there that a lot of people don't understand because when back in the days, you know, uh, a big portion of the United States was Mexico, you know? Right. So there's a lot of people say, you know, oh, I'll go back to Mexico, things like that, but, you know. Yeah, no, your history. Right, 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 right. right. You know, yep. the, you know, things change, borders change, mm -hmm. and things like that. Yep. So then, you know, there's that. And um, I think that, you know, people don't know that and should be taught, you know, where the border was before, how this was, you know, part of the United States was Mexico. And, um, all the programs back in the days that in order to build the United States up, 
and they use a lot of Mexicans to, you know, they would have them come over here, do a lot of the work and all that, and then when the work was done, then they would have these mass deportations, you know. Right. A lot of that's not um, out there, and I don't. A like lot of Mexicans die building railroads and right. all kinds of things. Right, and I'm not the controversial type either, you know. I don't like to be controversial, but that history is real, and those are the type of things we want to teach. And there's been, I've seen in the history books where there's been lynchings as well. Sure. You know, you see. Uh, um, uh, their bodies decomposing, been s- hanging there for a while off of a tree, things like that. So that's there as well, right. you know. And I don't think that uh, that's being taught. The history of the Texas Rangers, yes, all the, that, yeah, that's all a real that big history, right, the right. Texas Rangers, you know? Yeah, it's not just uh, the handsome dude with the rifle saving the girl at the end of the right. show. Like, no, yeah, it's... Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a little bit more meaning to that. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot, lot yes. You know? yes. That, all that's important, you know? As far as us to go forward and to be stronger, things like that, I think that's very important, you know? Right, to right. To teach all that stuff. You know, and it's not just mm-hmm. to be controversial and say, oh, well, you guys did this to us, that. No, we need to, you know, people need to know where they come from, mm-hmm. the problems there were, and how we can solve all that, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, I want to understand as a person who's not um, Latino or not Mexican, Mm -hmm. how difficult is it to learn English when you, you know, for, for the, for the citizen? Um, What does that feel like on an emotional level? I mean, I I guess, um, well, I grew up here knowing English, so, you know, it's, I didn't have that problem, but. Some Any parents people, or like they, family members of yours that did? Yeah, in a few ways, they don't want to learn English. They do, but they don't. Some have been here for years and they still don't know English. They may know just a little bit. They speak Spanish at home. They some people feel like they don't want to lose where they come from. They don't want to lose their identity, things like that. So some people refuse to learn it, not in a bad way, but they're thinking that they're going to lose something behind that if they learn English. Um, but I guess what you're meaning as well is that. Um, it's foreign to them, and then they're trying to pick it up. And it's like for any language, I guess, any country you go to, it's foreign to you. You want to pick it up, but at the same time, it, while you're learning, if you're not actually taking a class, then it's like it's hard for you to just what you know because your accent, things like that, it's hard for you to... You're losing it. You're not around it all the time. Yeah. Well, the no, the English. Oh, the English. Learning okay. the English, you know. Um, it's hard for you to... S- try to speak it because they say your accent's bad or whatever and you know you're feeling like oh no people may be making fun of me and things like that you know so it's hard I think that's what is that what you're asking yeah yeah um I was telling you about my neighbors I told some of my friends about my neighbors who don't speak English you know and uh and they struggle to communicate but they try you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. and I do appreciate the fact that they try but it does make me as a person who's not Mexican, who's not Latino, it makes me like, like, damn, what is it? What must you be feeling when you, you know, the the ambulance and all this, the house is burning or something, and oh, yeah, you're trying to communicate with, you know, like yeah, it's very frustrating. Yeah, you know? yeah, very frustrating. Um, yeah, they got a lot of emotions going just with that alone. You know, I mean, apart from every other thing that's going on in life, that's a whole nother. Uh, I think obstacle or hurdle that they need to, you know, get over. Right. The time is now 9.20 a.m. And you are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. So we are sitting down talking for a part two, a special Chicano day with our friend, community partner, Chicano.
Accountability in government is not a nice to have. It's a must have. That's why I'm voting for Tracy Miller for Kane County Board District 4. As a mother and businesswoman, she understands the middle class. From an election judge, citizens committees, and as a precinct committee person, she's been here with us, with the people. Tracy has over 30 years of experience as an accountant, CPA, and small business owner. She is fighting to keep the property taxes from going up and to keep us, the citizens, informed of what's taking place. I want a voice in the county government that listens to me. I want a friend, a neighbor, an advocate. I want someone who cares. That's why, as an Aurora resident, I'm voting Tracy Miller on November 3rd for Kane County Board District 4. Our city and our county deserve the best. Vote Tracy Miller. Paid for by Friends of Tracy Miller. Good morning, Aurora. I am Brenda Rogers, candidate for Kane County Recorder of Deeds. As your next Recorder of Deeds, I will protect our taxpayers' investment, bring awareness to the position, and do outreach to our residents and veterans. I am asking for your vote during early voting, mail-in ballot, or on November 3rd. Vote for Brenda Rogers, Kane County Recorder of Deeds, paid for by Citizens for Brenda Rogers. Um, what you got coming up? What's next on the horizon? Um, well, I've done a lot since the last time I spoke to you. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. tell you a little bit about what, what have you done? Yeah. What have you done? <laughs> um, so I did this promotion for Broadway. Yes, sir. Uh, between Galena and New York. Um, it was I was supposed to be promoting 25 businesses on Broadway, a few on Galena going uh, east, um, just right there in the same area. And um, we had a big thing supposed to be set up, but then the rain got in the way. It didn't mm -hmm. rain, but it was threatening to rain. And right. People got scared of the rain, so we were going to have Don't want the low lows getting yeah. wet came to Yeah, right. You, right. Know, that's, you know how that <laughs> goes. There. And, um, yeah. So we were going to line up the whole street with cars on Broadway mm -hmm. um, and use that to attract the public. And it had a lot of interest. There was a lot of interest in it. But, however, like I said, it was going to rain, so a lot of the cars couldn't come. A few did show up. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the businesses didn't get as involved as they had originally said they were because, you know, they figured, well, a lot of the public's not going to come, so they're not going to go all out how they wanted to because a lot of them were supposed to put uh, products, business cards, uh, offer discounts or something free to the public outside, you know, in front of their businesses right. to attract them. Um so it's still, we still did it. You know, I didn't, I didn't let the rain stop me. As long as it wasn't a down, it wasn't going to be a downpour. I'm like, I can't cancel. I scheduled it. I got to go with it, even if the public doesn't come and support it, even if all the cars don't come. So I did it anyway. Um, what I didn't tell anybody when I did that was that we were going to have some mariachi singers there. So they came, surprised everybody. Oh, and nice. although they didn't go to each and every business that I was promoting, they went to a lot of the businesses. We had them go, you know, sing in front of the business. So that did a lot. For the owners of the business, you know, that somebody, you know, took the time to, you know, actually care about them and do something like that. Right. So I did that. Um, we did, uh, for Mexican Independence Day, there was no, you know, official event in the mm -hmm. city. And every year there's a Fiestas Patrias, and that's mm -hmm. something real big. So I knew that uh, as far as the Mexican culture, our people were going to be itching for something to do. So that same day I did another event at a restaurant called Taco Mobile on Hill Avenue. And... Um, we just gave the people somewhere to go because they were itching for something. So we set up where we had a band, DJ, we had singers, rappers, and all that. We had all the lowriders there, the food there, and um, just gave some you know, people somewhere to go. 
they had a good time, no problems or anything like that. Then we did it again the next day. You know, we had a DJ there, uh, cruised around with the lowriders, showed up there, you know, a bunch of cars and all that. Um, since then, I've been in different shows, uh, been promoting small businesses, and like I said, I just did these right here. Right. So I've just been back and forth, back and forth with <laughs> that, trying to promote these small um, businesses, um, helping the community. And, and when I do all these, I'm bringing the community together as well. Um, what I got coming up next is um, Halloween. We're going to do another one there. You know, we have to keep COVID in mind, things like that, you know, the restrictions on the people and the closeness of the people and all that. So we do have that in mind. But we're going to do something there for Halloween, um, put on a little show. Um, Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos, um, I'm working with um, Jose Torres, where he's working with Aurora downtown to do a, a show for Day of the Dead at the new library. So we're oh. going to be out there in the parking lot. Um, it's going to be cold, but... We're going to try to bring some cars out there, see if they, you know, <laughs> they come through this time. We're going to bring a few cars, a few low riders. We're going to have models dressed, um, their faces painted like Katrinas, um, and, you know, put on a show there, too. And we have to keep in mind COVID, so, it, uh, you know, we can't do it as big as we want to, but it's going to be a smaller show, but still we're going to try to entertain the crowd. And things like that that I have going on as far as just trying to put shows together, give the people something to do, have fun, enjoy themselves. Nice. Now, you recently took part in an event with uh, the art and culture in Geneva, correct, with the photography oh, yes. and everything? I didn't think you were going to bring that one up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we chop that up? Can yeah. we? Yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Um, that's, uh, again, with Jose Torres and a guy by the name of Jose Luis del Bosque. They were photographers. They put that together. Um, they invited me because they like what they see as far as what I do out here in the community because mm -hmm. I'm always with the culture, with the flags. I'm always, um, you know, promoting that. So when they saw what I do, they asked me if I wanted to get involved with their photo shoots. So we went out there um, behind the old courthouse. It's a nice area right there. And we had, um, I brought a few of my family members. That There were seven of us, actually, that came. Um, and... We had, like, some of the, our family members had on the Mexican dresses, different style of Mexican dresses, um, painted their face a little bit, you know, um, like Day of the Dead style, the theme, mm -hmm. uh, Katrina. Um, we got involved with that. I had to dress up as well. I had me a nice suit on with a brim. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the brother was looking good in the pictures, y'all. He was, he was looking good. So they yeah. posted some, but I've been so busy that I haven't, you know, because I, I was involved in two photo shoots, and I haven't posted any on my pages yet. So okay. if the people that follow my pages don't see it, it's because, you know, I just haven't gotten you to got it. You got a lot going okay. on, <laughs> as you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, so I did that with, like, uh, seven of my family members. Um, you know, there was a bunch of people there. A bunch. There were some singers there, models there, girls, guys. Um, they were dressed mariachi style, you know, the traditional Mexican mm -hmm. dresses mm -hmm. from different states. Some of them had their faces painted, some of them didn't. And, you know, it was a huge photo shoot. It, you know, it was a, a big one. They put it all together, put videos together, put the pictures out. And then we did another one the following week at the Hills Banquet on Hill Avenue. And this one was more of like a fashion show. So um, they were dressed up in the nice dresses and all that. A lot of, the majority had their faces painted because that was the theme for Day of the Dead, you know, um, bringing out the culture. So big fashion show there. I was involved in that one as well. I dressed up, you know, with the suit, the brim and all that. Mm-hmm. And um, we did that one, and that one's not on my page either. You know, I get around to it, you know, once, um, you know, I get the time to do it. But 
Yeah, so I, I didn't think you were going to bring that one up. <laughs> but, yeah, I was in it. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, um, well, people need to know what you do and, and, and see you, you know. And I, yeah. I, like I said, well, you already know, you do a, a lot for the community, and it's very good. Oh, so. um, I'm also, I just got appointed to the Aurora Public Arts Commission. Oh, well. yeah, so you know, round right of applause for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Aurora Public Art. All of our friends on that, yeah. you know. Jen Evans. Yeah, Jen Evans, big shout out. Yeah. Matt, the whole crew, all of them, every single person. Right. So I got appointed to that, and um, I got involved with that because I believe art, that's very important for the community as well. You know, um, it does a lot for the community it, in a lot of ways. You know, it makes people happy, heals people, things like, you know, and I think for every culture, that's very important, you know, and we need, you know, we identify with that. Um, with art, um, so I believe we should see it more, you know, and I wanted to get involved. The reason why I got in the Public Arts Commission is yeah. for that, to ha try to bring some of my ideas and, you know, be objective and see how we can make that work. Uh, as far as with murals in the city of Aurora, too, mm -hmm. I believe that's very important that times change. We, need, we needed those murals back when I was growing up in the 80s and 90s, but they were always prohibited. You know, they would always, no, you have to take that down. And... Um, so it's been a long time coming that, you know, now they're starting to come around and put murals up, but I believe, you know, a lot more can be done. We should see a lot yeah. more in the communities. Um, and that's what I hope to achieve somewhere down the line is to, you know, get these murals up in the different communities, whoever's community it is. You know, we want it to reflect that community. Right. Not just downtown Aurora, you know. We right. We see it all over Aurora. You know, yeah. nice artwork. Yeah. That's why I got on it, too. Right. To put my idea and vision forward to help the city in art right. yeah it's not us wanting to just put paint on the wall no right, it's no. about it's about everybody getting their voice together hearing them out okay what y'all want to see let's put it on yeah right. whatever whatever wall whatever community yep yeah so yeah. it's very important you know and um i believe the people that you know make those decisions on these murals and things like that they need to reflect you know <clears throat> the citizens the value of the people you know they need to keep them in mind, not just their views, like, well, I don't like it, so I don't want to approve it. No, they should look at how the people feel. Right. You know, and let it happen. That's good. Right. Yeah. Um, so when last we talked, a few things in the city had not happened. Mm -hmm. There was no riot gear vote. There was no, um, the change listening sessions did not happen yet. They, I don't, they weren't even scheduled. They weren't even scheduled then to come about. They came out after we had sat down that very first interview. Uh, now, you're familiar with both of those yes. things, right? Yes. What's your opinion? Of, you know how they turned out. What's your opinion on that, on both of those? Um, on the riot gear, like we spoke about it the last time, remember, mm -hmm. before they had approved it. Um, and they say that, oh, you know, our police officers need to be well protected. I, I get that. I understand that. But because of the issues that are going on during, you know, the day, um, they could have waited. You know, Bad luck. Some time. Yeah, that's, that's about it. You know, okay, you need it. It's necessary. Any society, you know, you need to protect your people. You need to protect police officers. I, I get that. But because of all the issues going on, let some time go by. Let, you know, because um, all that does right there is create um, – more animosity towards them, you know, because we're, you know, people are thinking like, okay, we have all these issues. We're trying to get you guys, you know, policies to change and things like that. And then here you come saying that we need all this rag gear, and it, 
people are looking at it like we just want that to hold us down, to put us down, things like that. You know, there's no other way around that. So, yeah, they could have waited. And my opinion on that is, okay, you need it, just let some time go by, work on it. You know, there's other more important things that you may need, like a lot of people speak on the body cameras, you know, that the officers should be wearing. Um, those are important. So that has been talked about for a long time, you know, and it was never put through. Finally, it is now, but, you know, that could have been more of the focus rather than the right gear. Um, because all that, like we spoke about last time, is just a slap in the face. You know, I feel that's disrespectful to the community overall, not just this person, that person. You know, um, and that's not good. Uh, the change initiative, they're still stating that the police department does no wrong. So you're holding these sessions. You had the first sessions and before when you were planning the sessions you said the police department does no wrong had the sessions you came up with your conclusions your recommendations and all that what the community recommended once you had the final hearing on that they stated again that the police department does no wrong so the basically saying that those change initiatives the sessions were for nothing basically however now they're doing it again you know putting the sessions out there and I believe they're necessary, you know, to have these, but at the same time, what are your motives for having them, you know? Um, and I can't recall the exact acronym for change, the word change that they're using, but it doesn't reflect what it's supposed to reflect, you know? what that acronym um, was, actually. Okay. Yeah, let me pull that I, up. It escapes me it as far as, um, but it doesn't uh, give the message that it should. Mm -hmm. So... That shows right there the, the, the true intentions of, you know, the whole change initiative, policy sessions, however, whatever they want to call it, you know. Um, and right before they had these, they stated, you know, not that the police department is doing anything wrong, but we are going to have these sessions. So why are you having them if you think that nothing is wrong? Right. I don't, did you, have you found that? Yeah. So uh, the change acronym stands for Conversations to Help aurora's necessary growth and empowerment okay so necessary growth and empowerment is nothing to do with how the conversation of the policies of the police department or the city officials things like that it's nothing in there says anything about changing what the community is asking for you know mm -hmm. with the police department so i don't see how you can use that acronym and say okay we're having these listening sessions we're going to do this next especially if you say the police department does doesn't do any wrong so i don't know how those two work together how they go together so they have that wrong you know just the acronym itself and then by them constantly saying they do no wrong there's a lot of issues out there that you know we know different to the country that yeah. right you know they do wrong and i'm not that's not to down the whole police department i'm not on that yeah. you know but those are issues that you know need to be talked about, taken care of. So, if you're gonna listen to these, you know, at these sessions, and then let's try to make some type of change. Don't just do them just because that's what the people want, or for politics, because you know it's election things like that. Do it because you know the we're supposed to all help each other, represent each other. You know. Right. Do you think it's a good start? I mean, obviously they're in that conversation phase of it. They're listening to people. That the, the talks are being had but it's just more of the action now that you Well, it's, my thing is, it's their motivation. Mm -hmm. Why are they doing Why are they it, do you okay. know? I mean, it's necessary, we need that, mm -hmm. you know? So, okay, if their motivation for doing these talks is a whole totally different thing than what the community wants, okay, that's one thing, but let's try to get up in there then, into those sessions, yeah, um, and 
you know, give our point of views to where hopefully we can change their motivations, you know, to mm-hmm. where they can really actually be like, okay, you know what, this does make some type of sense, you know, we should sit down and listen or whatever. So, yeah, regardless of their motives, uh, we shouldn't down it completely, you know, and say, oh, that's no yeah. good, this and that, you know, then let's get in there and try to see how we can um, uh, make that change, you know, just yeah. by our point points of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's a good point, that where is it coming from? Is it because you want to have the sessions or you truly want to um, make some changes? Right. To it? You know, that's the thing mm-hmm. to look at. And then at the, at the same time, like I said, whatever their motives are, they, we need to do our part. We can't just say, oh, they're having these sessions because of whatever reason, yeah. you know. Well, then let's get in there and do our part and try to change their mind if their mind is, you know, on something else. You know, so there's always okay. a solution to the problems. You just need to sit, think, figure them out. You know, there's there yeah. are solutions. You might not be able to solve them right away, but there are solutions, you know. Yeah. Right. And even if you can't solve all problems immediately, you can still start working on them right. and identify what they are and right. then start to eliminate and knock them out. Right. Yeah. 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 And more importantly, some of the initiatives that you spoke of earlier, educating kids to speak up on some of these issues right. you know it's going to transform them later on right. you know to be the ones to force this change and right. make those things happen yeah so. and all that goes along with the rag gear as well you know mm-hmm. i mean if you're doing more for the community you're educating teaching you got all these programs events um whatever activities going on then there's less likelihood that you may need that if you know everybody's doing their part in society you know mm-hmm. what we're here to do um because there's less room for people to go the other way and want to cause the trouble and things like that. You know, so that also needs to be looked at um, rather than just looking at, okay, we need riot gear. Look at the reasons these riots started in the first place, you know, and try to knock that down, chip away at that. Get rid of the problem. Yeah. So we got friends who are running for office. Mm-hmm. Our friend Sandra Gonzalez. We right. got our friend Giselle Gonzalez. Yeah. We got, uh, who else? They're the, they're the two that come to mind right now, running for Wabonzi Community College Board right. of Trustees, yes. I believe. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, that gives me hope that right. those changes are starting. Starting. Um, now, there's something that you and I talked about, um, which is that if you want to change the system, stop complaining, get in. Right. You know, You know, you may not be the head of the top of the board if you get in at the bottom right, right. just mm, get yeah. in there that's how it starts yeah. uh speak a little bit more about that for people let them let them know about that um so uh, speaking on that you don't have to just run okay i want these top positions and think that okay if, if we can get into these top positions no matter how hard it may be we're going to make all this change it doesn't have to be like that you, there's a whole bunch of you know lower level positions mm-hmm. that um, make up everything else, you know, and we need to find our ways in those as well, you know, to make it that much stronger, that much uh, the foundation. Um, so, like with them running for boards of trustees, you know, and then us being on the uh, Royal Public Arts Commission, things like that, you don't always have to shoot for the top level, you know. If we can get people that are like minded, objective, and really want to change, then let's go for all these lower level offices. Just because, you know, some people may think, oh, well, that's, it's not a prominent position, so yeah. I don't want it. I want to be able to make change in this, you know, higher office. Um, that's not true. You can make a whole lot of change in these lower level positions. Yes, you, know you can. Know? So yes, you can. That's what we spoke about, you know, and yep. the more people that get in like that, that are like minded into the, all these positions, 
and then as you know collectively we can make that change you know it do, you don't have to rely on just one leader up on top to try to make all the change you have all these different leaders in these smaller lower level positions and they come together and they make it that much stronger you know it does yeah what would you tell a 10 year old latino kid from the east side of aurora if he asked you what he should be focused on or what he should be focused on um to give a damn to give a damn about people you know um, i'm not gonna preach to him and tell him oh stay be good stay in school this and that just be genuine with what you are who you are when you're dealing with people you know give a damn about them care about them you know if you can help them out help them out um because there he's 10 years old but um, I don't need to tell him, and he already knows people are already going to be telling him, stay in school, do this, do that, you know what I mean? My thing is just to, you know, care about people, be genuine with what you do. If you're going to help somebody, help them because you want to, you know, not because there's something in it for you, things like that. All that goes a long there way. You, go. you know, it's, right. it shows your character and all that. Right. Focus on the values. Right. Because right, there's That's to be an education. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, the time is now. Eight, or excuse me, 9.40 a.m. You're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast, and we are sitting down with our brother, Chicano. Um, so before we go, I did want to say, and especially about being genuine, um, you spoke at the community rally, which was at Simmons Park, and I was right. back in the summertime. Yeah. Um, and for anybody interested, that video is on our YouTube channel. <laughs> Check that out. <laughs> um, but what was interesting about when, in regards to being genuine, was that your speech was different than everybody else's speech because it wasn't the typical polished, beautiful, sat down and had it written by a speech writer to deliver right. to the news at the end with the points. Right. Um, it came from the heart. You conveyed a really good message um, on that particular day. Right. Now, you follow up that message with actions and everything like that. How do you feel when you speak to people and they, and they resonate with your message? How do I feel? Yeah. Mm, I really can't speak on that. I mean, I just know that... When I talk, I just try to bring some logic, some things that make sense, you know, that they're hard to argue because they just make absolute sense, you know. And um, when people take to it, um, it's not that it's, oh, well, I feel good, this and that. And I know it's working, you know, and I know that I need, just need to keep at it, you know, and keep putting the message out there. But it's more of action than speaking, you know what I mean? But, of course, you need to talk sometimes. People need to yeah. hear your ideas sure. and things like that. But I try to put it in such a way where, um, like I said, it's hard to argue it. You can argue it. There's always going to be that argument. But, you know, you're just being genuine with what you're doing, and you talk about it, you know? And it's not about attacking people. Sometimes you need to talk about what they're doing in order to get them to change it. But that doesn't mean that you hate them or you want to work with them, things like that, you know? It's just a matter of being fair with everybody. You know, yeah. and, and what you say as well, you know. Right. Um, just be fair with what you're saying, and um, that takes you a long way as well. It's criticism, not an attack. Right. Right. And so, but to answer is how, how that makes me feel, that's kind of kind of hard to answer because I just do it, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how I, how feel I just do it. You know? <laughs> that's, the, that's the answer right there. In the short time I've known you, though, it's very clear that you're just not willing 
to talk the talk. You're ready to walk the walk and do the things needed to make right. change. So yeah. So there's a lot of people too as well that uh, I've been running coming across in this short amount of time of all the things that I've been doing. A lot of people been approaching me saying, you know, let's work on this type of project or that project. I want to do this or that for the community. And I'm on board for that. I'm all for that. But the thing is, if you want to do it and you're talking about it, then let's sit down and do it. You mm -hmm. know, let's not just say it and then let months and months go by and then nothing ever happens. You talk about it. You got these good ideas. Um, I can throw my good ideas in there as well, you know, and we can work on something, build, you know, make it stronger. And let's just do it, you know, not just let it sit, you know, in our brain and our mind for a while. Right. Um, now, you know, the show... Uh, ends on a positive note. W uh, did we forget anything? Did we forget anything? Is there anything that the people need to know before um, we... Uh... Just that um, in everything I do, it's about promoting the community, promoting the businesses, mm -hmm. the small businesses. Um, I push hard for that. I do it on my own. I don't... If w To work with people, I will eventually work with people, organizations and things like that. Oh, the organization, you know. We I can tell you real quick. Okay, um, yes, yes. So <laughs> last time we spoke, you know, it wasn't that when I said I didn't want to speak about it, it wasn't that, you know, okay, I'm building on something great or anything like that. It was just that the organization that I want to form, I hadn't formed it yet. Um, and my thing is when I form an organization, I don't have 10, 20 people that are going to get in this organization with me, right? So I'm forming it as a one, one man, one person. Even you know, it's an organization, but it's just me. Um, but and the reason I do that is because I want to have genuine people in it. I don't want to have a rush to where okay, I got all these people in position, they're experts in this and that, and then we can do this organization. I'd rather just keep doing what I'm doing, help the community and all that. And as I go along, I run into people that are genuine and got the same ideals as I do, and you know, want to help out the community then naturally they'll just fit in. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't want to go out recruiting. So that was the thing why I didn't really want to speak about it too much back then okay. was because it wasn't there yet. But like I said, I might as well have already formed it because of everything I'm doing. I've been doing it on my own, but I do work with people here and there. You know, people do help me. I have volunteers and things like that with what I do. And um, so it, that's basically it. You know, there's no secret to it. It's just it'll happen naturally with the people, you know, that you want to get yeah. involved. What's it called? Do we have a name yet for it? Um, no. Oh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I have a name the for The mission, it. the motive is there. Yeah. We're working on right. I have a name for Good. it. I just have, I'm not putting it out there yet, but when the people will know. Stay tuned. Time. They got to stay tuned. People will know when it's time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, the show ends on a positive note. Mm -hmm. What is your message today for the people of Aurora? On a positive note, um, just keep pushing. I'm always going to keep pushing as hard as I can, you know. Uh, work with people, uh, people around you say they want to do something, it's something good, something positive, they got these good ideas, then push them, you know, work with them, collaborate with them, things like that, you know, don't down them, let's just do it, you know, because we all need to do our part in order to make this, you know, but to be real with it, you know, just do it. Yeah. All right. Um, so we've been sitting down with Chicano our friend and community partner. Uh, this has been another great episode of Good Morning Aurora. This is the uh, the special edition, Chicano Day. That's what it is. Uh, we hope that you guys have a good, blessed, and safe day. Don't forget, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's also Domestic Violence Awareness Month as well. If you can help out or contribute to any organizations, two organizations that come to mind that could really benefit from it are Mutual Ground and Healing to Healthy. Um, please take care of yourself 
and have a great rest of this day. Be blessed, be strong, be motivated, and we will see you here tomorrow morning on the Second Largest City's First Daily News Podcast, the greatest show on earth. Peace. There you go. See. I didn't hurt my piece when I was eating. <laughs> <laughs> she messed her hand up. So <laughs> Right. Hit the space bar, Diesel. <laughs>